ever remember a time in your life as a Maple Leafs fan where you felt better about the team after losing two in a row? I don't know. I don't. I don't ever remember. I I feel better after those two losses than I did after whooping Colorado's ass. Yeah, I get where you're coming from, obviously, with them sticking up for each other and actually, like, being able to, like, throw down and, like, get involved physically. And falling behind to a great hockey team yes. in the Minnesota Wild and battling back yeah. and getting a point and not just folding, closing up shop. And actually figuring out your power play where it's an actual threat now. Again. Yes. Yes. Finally. Yes. Like, nice goals. But let me stop you. Okay. Let me stop you. <laughs> all right. Okay. You, you do feel better because of all that, but you can also look at it in a completely different light. Those two games were very physical hockey games and they lost both of them. Like, cause uh, Minnesota, uh, they have a beast of a hockey team. True. Okay. They were laying out bodies, man. True. The, the game against the Jets were a little chippy. It was a different game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the Winnipeg Jets in a few minutes. But like but like the wild game, they got out hit and they were getting hit hard and but they battled back. And Jack and, Campbell and, was... and oh yeah. And so and honestly though, you look at the Jets game, like, first of all, I think anyone who's a smart gambler would have put money on the Winnipeg Jets on Sunday. Second half of a back to back. Like, they're on this West Coast road trip. They come home for one game, and then they're out again for a back-to-back in Minnesota and Winnipeg. Like, Joseph Wool is a nice story, but oh. uh, we got to get Peter Morazic back up here. He's he's just not an NHL goaltender. I'm sure he's a, he seems like a really nice kid, and he's done a really good job. <laughs> the really nice kid line. But yeah, yeah, it's like Andy Dalton. He's a nice guy. Um nice. I just I, I just I just like it's it's not Joseph Wall's not the guy. Yeah, it's, he got beat. That that's those are goals you score against goalies who are like below your level. Yes. Like just sniping. Yes. And they look like nice goals, but for a competent NHL goalie like Jack Campbell or any other dudes who are in the top of the league like they they make that save or they make it look easier like he was getting beat exactly like, and it was it, they didn't really have a chance at that point so i choose to look at it through the lens of like a positive lens like i i, I think i i like the fight in both games before i go on this rant i just want to uh just uh apologize ahead of time to our buddy noted uh um, Winnipeg native David Bastel. Yeah. The Winnipeg Jets have officially shot to the list, shot to the top of the list. It was my most hated franchise in the National Hockey League. <laughs> Just a greasy, like, uh, what a what a lame-ass loser franchise. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Like, honestly, I know, I what know. a loser franchise. Literally like, the biggest loser like, like, franchise. Look at all the losers. On the ice, like Neil Pionk running around on the ice, a deliberate attempt to injure on Rasmus Sandin. Yeah, that was as blatant as it gets. Then, 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 <laughs> Pierre-Luc Dubois 
decides he's going to jump Austin Matthews from behind and yeah. like not ever give the guy a chance, like take his back basically and not ever give the guy a chance well, to like, like stand up do, and what fight for himself. Do it? Like, I don't understand. Well, he's clearly just, like, so jealous of Matthews. He's had a beef with Matthews. This goes back to the, the Columbus series in the bubble and the fact that he was in the same draft as Matthews. And, like, they, he's, he just has some beef with Austin Matthews. It's very, it's very clear, yeah. okay? Dubois jumps Matthews. Richie goes out and gets in his face. Dubois hides on the bench for the rest of the game. Paul Maurice doesn't put him out for the rest of the game because it's like somebody's going to kill you. Yeah. Then, Logan Stanley. Oh, he's... Is that even his name? Yeah. I said This franchise is so goddamn irrelevant, I can't even remember <laughs> these guys' names. Logan Stanley spends 10 minutes ducking Wayne Simmons, like running from the guy. Yeah. Simmons finally gets a hold of him. He turtles and squirms away to the point that he allows the ref's time to come in and save him, then gloats going off the ice. Mike Johnson on on the radio today called him a pigeon. That's exactly what he is. He's a yeah. pigeon. Just off the ice. Like, you're like, get out of here. Then the icing on the cake. Was it, was it the after the game? Mark Shifley confirms what we all know. Yeah. Every employee, every fan. Every player of every other Canadian franchise is obsessed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Nash, the Canadian National Hockey League scene revolves around the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's our world, and you're just living in it. You're all obsessed. You're all obsessed. Loser franchise. Congratulations. You beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Well done. I just... I want to take like Pierre Luc Dubois. You, he hi, he hit on the bench. He yeah. hid on the bench for the rest of the game. You coward. You yeah. gutless coward. Like, sorry. <laughs> that I'm, was an epic rant. I don't even know what to say. I'm fired that. up about this right now. And then and then the icing on the cake. The National Hockey League. <laughs> oh my God, George Peros, who's apparently taken one too many shots to the head. Like, like. It's already come out that Pionk's got two games, yeah. right? Also, also, CJ said on the radio earlier today that um, Sandine is only two to three weeks yeah. with a Charlie horse. Like, because you saw that yesterday. Oh, dude, that was that was as blatant yeah. as it gets. Like, in his defense that he was going for a body check. It's like, yeah, and then you missed it, so you're supposed to just like, oh, I missed my guy, and I'll stick your knee out. Exactly. Like, that was dirty. The like, officiating, oh. the officiating... Oh, dude. No call. Listen, I I refereed minor hockey. I know that is nowhere near the same thing as being an NHL official. You umpired baseball. The point is... It's is the worst job Yeah, the ever. point is, is, is it's not... Even at a minor hockey, minor baseball level, it's not easy. No. So you can count on one hand the amount of times that you and I have come on this podcast in the three and a half years that we've been doing it and gone at the referees. Yeah, we're not we don't do it. Guys. We're not blame the ref guys. Never. We're not. The officiating in the National Hockey League is an embarrassment. Yeah. It's an embarrassment. And you've got 
the 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 league office sending memos out to the coaches saying that if you're caught publicly criticizing the officials, you're going to get fined twenty five grand or whatever it is. So it goes to show you what the league the league doesn't eat, care. I would eat twenty five yeah. grand after last night. The league doesn't care, and so Spezza goes out. They, they, they don't call the penalty on Pionk. Spezza is going berserk on the bench. Jason Spezza yeah, the is goat. the goat. Yeah, he is. He really I, is. No one wants to watch, like, no one wants to see anyone get really hurt, okay? But every Leaf fan vicariously lived through Jason Spezza when he targeted Pionk's head after that. Also, let's rewind the night previously when, um, what's his name, Marcus Foligno, Foligno, Nick Foligno's brother, Hits Jack Campbell in the head with oh, a flying dude, he destroyed knee. Destroyed him. Everyone's heart no stops. Call. No call. No call. That one was honestly worse for me. That was the most blatant, like hitting of the goal. The guy didn't even get touched, and the best goalie in the league is down for the count. Yes, and maybe could have been down for the count for good. Yes, he got rocked. Yes, and you don't expect to get hit that hard. I tell you what, man, that was a joke. I tell you what, you know what? After every this whole. This whole rant you've been on is last night was weird. It was weird. It was a weird night. The, jet, the, the Winnipeg the, Jets decided greasy. they just wanted to be greasy. They took an advantage of a goalie who's not an NHL goalie, scored a bunch of goals, bunch of beauty snipes, and then decided to be greasy for the I, rest of the game. Every Winnipeg Jet fan, if they come across this video, <laughs> is going to just like laugh. That's what we're known is for. Is just going to just laugh at me? Plus, all the Hab fans who still watch our video are 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 just are gonna <laughs> yeah. just laugh at me. But hey, I'm hey Hab fans. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You should be embarrassed that that video of Mark Shifley saying nothing better than beating the Leafs is now out for public consumption because everything everyone says about how the Leafs are the center of the hockey universe is absolutely true, and your players even proved it last night. I tell you what, it's like March 30th or whatever, the next time they play the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Pierre-Luc Dubois, Neil Pionk, and Logan Stanley better, like, you you boys better be in one. Your coach, your daddy, Paul Maurice, better protect you like he did uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois last night. He wouldn't let him back out on the ice after Richie got in his face because it's like someone's going to kill you. Jets fans saying something to me, like, I don't care. No, I don't care either. I, I know all these Habs lovers love to come to our videos because of what we've said about them in the past and the series. But to be completely honest with you, like Hab fans, that's the only fan base that can get like somewhat under our skin because it's like they're equally as legendary. Historic franchises. And they've correct. won a lot more. They've had better yes. players. That, that's fine. Yeah. That, okay, whatever. They could have that. The Winnipeg Jets, like you said, are a loser franchise. Yes, yes, they are. The Atlanta Thrashers. Yes, yes. You and, lo- and, and you the, lost the, your team once, and then the Jets became the Coyotes. Yes. So it's all losers Loser. yeah. all around. Yes, it it's is. Like go have okay. You won a round a couple years ago. You guys are supposed to have been Cup contenders for the past what ten years? Yeah. You still have the same coach. Fire yes. the guy. Yep. Yeah. Like, you had a you have and vet- your general manager got away on a pretty bad scandal yes. too. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I know. Slimy franchise yeah. all around. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and they've now officially shot to the to the top of the list as like the public enemy number one for Maple Leafs and Leafs fans. It was, it was gross. gross. It, it was gross. It wasn't like the Bruins. Like the Marchand's slimy, but when the Leafs played the Bruins in the past, it was just like 
you can't beat these guys up. Like, they're just too tough. Like, that last night was slimy. It was gross. Goat of the century. Pionk knees um, Sandine. <laughs> Spezza goes after him. A melee ensues. No penalties. Sheldon Keefe sends out Clifford, Richie, and Simmons. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Like, I love it. Like, the, as Maple Leaf fans, this is something, since the Kyle Dubas era began, and some of the embarrassing quotes, like, sorry, Kyle, but, like, some of the embarrassing quotes that have come out in the years previous about how our power play is our response. Like, him openly, like, no-selling going and getting uh, like a bigger, more physical presence for like a couple of seasons and acknowledging that like, that's not, that's not how we want to play. It was such a breath of fresh air last night to see Kyle Clifford and Wayne Simmons just skating around out there being like, whose head am I taking off? Yeah. Like I loved, I, I was on the edge of my seat watching that last night. It was very entertaining. It was fantastic. I know you want to take that, crap out of the game and, and some of it was pretty bad but no boy, the crap you want to take out of the game is neil peonk deliberately trying to injure yeah. rasmus Sandin. Well, my point is is when when all that stuff transpires though like obviously you don't want someone to get seriously injured but man does it make for oh it's fantastic <laughs> yeah it doesn't God, man it makes for just, an investment into a hockey i'm game. sitting on my couch and i'm watching kyle clifford fight whoever the loser was that he was fighting and i'm just like i'm throwing punches with him well, like that's what hockey is like yeah. even even when we played when we were younger anyone who played at any level of hockey you've always been in those games yes. where like it gets dirty it, and you just want to get out there and take someone's head off yes just, there's nothing that brings together a group of dudes on a hockey team, whether they like each other or they don't, than that situation that occurred last night. I I want us to spend a little. We we we've, we've uh, briefly brushed over it, but I just want to spend just a few minutes on on Jason. I just like I just like going after the Jets franchise. I I, I, I just I just want to spend a, a few minutes here. Like here it is right here. Here it is right here. Like now, let's talk about Spezza. We've got it in front of us here. Like that, he just he goes after Pionk. Huge right there. So he's got an in-person hearing, which means he could get potentially five games. What do you think about that? I think think Pionk's like kind of fallen down though. Yeah, I I think, I I don't think he should get five games. I think again, my frustration with the National Hockey League is once again, your officials let it get to that point. Should he get a suspension? Yes. You can't target a guy like that. No, okay. I'm cool with that, but. What kind of suspension are they talking about here? He has an in-person hearing, which means... If, if Jason Spezza gets a five-game suspension and having zero previous history of any suspension or anything, that's a joke. One thing we've learned about George Perrow since he took this job over is he has no idea what he's doing. No. And he doesn't make any sense. How and- many... Everybody's favorite conversation on the radio is suspension talk. Someone did something... They love talking suspensions. How many times have we heard about they should punish Tom Wilson more? They should punish this guy more. And all of a sudden, Jason Spezza is just going to get five games. Yeah. For a guy who's been in the league 20 years. For a guy who he didn't even make. I know he went for it and he was kind of falling down. Like, I'm just going to go with this. uh, Like, he was kind of falling down. Hmm. But he didn't make. He didn't actually, like, injure the dude. I know. I think it's 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 targeting. They'll point to it and say it's intent to injure. Like why? Like Jason Spezza five games for let's let's talk about Jason Spezza. 
Let's talk about Jason Spezza, though, just quickly. This guy is, like, what? I love him. Like, what a, what a <laughs> heart doesn't? and soul. Or, like, they go down to Minnesota the other night. He scores two goals and then sets up Matthews for the third one. Mm. Looks pretty good on that power play. And he looks, he? yeah, yeah. And like, and then last night he's 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 the one who go two years ago in the bubble. They're losing game five to Columbus. Who goes out there and drops the gloves? Jason Spence. He's also scored some clutch goals yes. in the playoffs. Yes. Too. Who who's a true leader on this team? Jason Spezza. Yeah. Like. He, he's so important. He's so important. Signs for the league minimum every year. Yeah. I just, I love him. And I get it. You can't put him on the top line, make him play 20 a night, but you don't need to. I, um, I want to, uh, address something else with you. There was some discussion I saw last night. And then again today, uh, listening to the radio about Austin Matthews and his response to, Pierre-Luc Dubois basically jumping him. And this has been two occasions now where last year he's getting ragdolled and egged on in the playoffs against Montreal and he's not pushing back at all. He's like smiling at the ref and being like, what, are you going to do something about this? And then last night he, he, he has no pushback really after like he gets jumped. Then after the game, his comments after the game were very like, well, you know, it, it became less of a hockey game and more of like a sideshow or something like that. Gong, gong show. show, gong show. Yeah. Yes, something like that. And so, like, and I, some people were saying, "Hey, he's Austin Matthews. He's a superstar. You don't want him getting into a scrum and potentially getting injured." But then you have other people who are saying, "No, you're a superstar in this league, and you need to teach people that going out because you're sending a message to the rest of the league that if they want to start messing with you, you're not going to push back." And you've seen Sid over the years. I heard this comparison made today. We're like. Sit, you see Sid over the years. If someone messes with Sid, he'll he'll give it back to you. So, like, yeah, I guess what's kind of, your what, take what on What kind of response are you looking for? Like, a, just a good old slash to the back of the leg? Just like, more the guy's like, get up, drop the get up. Mitts. I know, but just get up and shove the guy. I, I thought the one. You're I, a big man. I thought the Sherrod Montreal thing was a lot worse than the Jets. Like, <laughs> he, got, he got jumped by Dubois, and he was trying to, like, get up off it. And the guy was just mauling him on top of him. He was just like yeah, putting him in him. mount, yeah, he jumped mount him. position. He's passing guard. Yeah, like what? I don't know what he was supposed to do about that. He got up, and it's like what? That was ridiculous. How that wasn't a penalty? Yeah, like he wasn't no, and doing he, anything. He goes. To the, he went to the. They both went to I the know. box. Yeah, I know. Like that's why I was yeah. kind of like I didn't blame his reaction there because it's like what the hell was that? Yeah, like that was a joke. Yeah. Like, this guy literally just attacked me because I make a lot more money than he does. I was the number one overall pick, and regardless if he beat me in some stupid made-up playoff series, I'm still the GOAT. Yep. And that's why he jumped me. I'm a way better hockey player. I'm a way better hockey player. I'm way more relevant than this guy ever. Pierre who? Yeah. Who? Yeah. The guy who failed in Columbus and cried and yep. left? Yep. That guy? Yep, that guy. Bum. Yeah. I will say, though, on the topic of... of um, um, superstars having a response. I urge everyone today to listen to listen to today's episode of uh, Real Kipper and Born, where just just quickly, Kip, like they're talking about like superstars should have a response, and Kiprios tells this quick story about back in the day when he was with the Rangers and and they're playing Dallas. And 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 da- Dallas is running around a little bit, and so him and all the tough guys are on the bench, like planning who they're gonna um 
who they're going to like go out and go after. And then Messier walks over and he goes, no, we need to go after one of their big guys. So Messier goes out and flattens Medano <laughs> and Tim Medano goes out in a stretcher. And it's like that. Let's go. Like Austin Matthews is never going to do something like well, he's that. Not, he's not Mark Messier. But it's like a different era. But too. yeah, but like that. I don't know. I, I would, for me, it's kind of like my answer lies somewhere in the middle. I would like to see a little bit more pushback because I do agree that I think you're sending Austin Matthews no, I do not want you dropping the gloves and potentially breaking your hand or something no, like Kyle that. Kyle Clifford just wailing on Brendan <laughs> Dillon's helmet. Yeah, I know. I like, know. Ouch. He is, he, they show that clip of him in the box. His, his hands were like shaking. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, because you were just clapping some guy's helmet. Yeah, I know. Go punch your hockey helmet as hard as you can. <laughs> like, you know. literally just go in your garage, find your hockey helmet, and widen up. <laughs> it feels like crap. Like, we also, before we go, we forgot to mention... No Marner. No Marner. So Jake Muzzin uh, and Marner had a bit of a collision at practice. And uh, I don't know. I don't know officially what the deal is with Mitch Marner. Um, I meant more about the effect that the team had without him. I thought it made a big difference. Yeah, it did make a big difference. It. The, He's their best playmaker. Yep. By a mile. Yep. I know he can disappear sometimes, but the dude's always making plays and the penalty kill sure missed them as well. hundred percent because now there's penalty kills all of a sudden in the middle of the pack of the NHL yep. after one weekend. Yep. I thought, I thought Matthews missed him uh, quite a bit yeah, as well because Bunting's doing a great job. By the way, Michael Bunting. Yeah, I know. Love him. Yeah. Love him. Zach who two. And you know, the best part about Michael Bunting, listen, I'm a huge believer that like, if you and I have you and I are by no means Kyle Dubas haters, but we we've thrown criticism his way. So if you're gonna criticize the guy, you need to be able to like give him some credit. To get Michael Bunting for two years at nine hundred grand is is pretty damn good work. David Camp for two years too. I know, like that's pretty damn good work. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Just think back to before this season started and everything that we said heading into the season, our expectations and everything. And then now it's we're in December and we're riled up and we think they're good. And it's amazing how time and a new season can just. But they're, they're reinvigorate you. There's some things that I think like are, are starting to pop up that I know Sheldon Keefe is aware of because he was on the radio um, on Friday and he said as much. Jack Campbell is playing way too much hockey and Joseph Wall is not good enough and neither is Michael Hutchinson. So this guy, Peter Mrazek. Jack better. Campbell yeah. put on <laughs> a clinic <laughs> in Minnesota. I know, I know. Oh, he looked like Dom Hass. I know, I know. He's unbelievable. Vesna years. He's, he's unbelievable. That is... Dude, that was arguably... I know he led in three previously and whether it was his fault or not, but... I've, I I think that was arguably one of the most impressive goaltending performances I've seen from a Toronto Maple Leaf in a very long time. Since Curtis Joseph, bro. That was phenomenal. Yep. 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 I don't I don't disagree. But they need to get this guy Peter Morazic back. And he needs to get in and start. We need to get back to the original plan, which is one and one A. Yeah. And Campbell is not playing. You also need to get as much as you also need to get back to defending a little bit better. Yes. Oh, that's one thing I will say about this weekend, regardless of what what happened, there was a lot more two on ones than there has been over the past 17 games. Yeah. So they got to clean that up too. Um, before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit. Let's just go around the league. Just get your take on um, uh, the Vancouver Canucks. The Vancouver Canucks just 
um, saying goodbye to Jimmy Benning and um, Travis Green um, and bringing in Bruce Boudreaux. Jimmy Benning is, it's hard not to just poke a little fun at him, but I actually feel bad for them because their top players suck. Yeah. And they all just got fired because their top players suck yep. and they can't score. They can't kill a penalty to save their life. I actually feel bad for the Vancouver fan base and those guys because how are they supposed to predict that all the guys who are supposed to lead their team and produce all these points and, and lead the team to victories are all just garbage all of a sudden? They're all garbage. Well, they, they can't score. Yeah. They don't look the same. Yeah. Pedersen's doing his best uh, Nylander impression. Uh, late contract signing. I'm going to mail in the rest of the year. Yeah. It's... um. I, I feel bad. I feel bad for the Canucks fan base, to be honest with you. That's tough because they were. it looked like they were turning a corner. They've done all the right things, and now it's just back to square one. There might not even be that far away. Well, like, they well, could clearly, be playing awful. Clearly, the, the ownership in Vancouver thinks that because um, they're bringing in Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux, and they hired... Presumably, like, they don't have a GM now, so presumably it was ownership that went and hired Bruce Boudreaux, and he only got a two-year deal. Well, I think that's what on the Kipper show today they said that that's why they took Boudreaux because he was willing to take a two-year deal, and the guy like Claude Julian or Rick Tockett wouldn't do that. So he was like, Boudreaux's just itching to get back behind the bench, so he doesn't really care what opportunity it is. It's, it's found money for him. He yeah. goes around, turns that around. Here's a four-year deal. See yeah. you later. Speaking of uh, Rick Tockett linked to the now vacant coaching position in well no it's not necessarily vacant they've made Mike Yo the interim head Mike coach Yo. Yo Mike Yo the interim head coach in the Philly worst angry speech in practice history Lavigno was there for a year and a half That guy's done Yeah yeah that guy is done That guy had a good Been around the block Actually not true I could see a Lavigno Popping up behind the, the Habs bench again. I think, but dude, they recycled Claude Julian. Uh, if you're if you're a a French speaking head coach, you always whether you've been there or not, you always have a chance with the Montreal Canadiens. The Flyers are another sad franchise yeah. too. Yeah, just stuck in the middle. Yeah, can't get to the bottom. Can't get to the top. Just actually, I screw the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, I, I don't care about them. Well, the the two candidates that I saw today named were Tockett and Tortorella. Oh, and, and I just, <laughs> oh no, Tortorella! Uh, but I don't you feel like Torts and you the Flyers come in, have have one good year and then just owe a guy money? Yeah, after the next year, hire Tortorella. Like, uh, that's a bad anyways. Man. Um, pretty interesting week for the Leafs. Um, before we get out of here, um, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Followed by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning are are on it. Yes. The Leafs are going to be in third place very soon. Yeah. Followed by the Tampa. So, home for three straight against the Blue Jackets, the Lightning, and the Blackhawks. And then out west to do Oilers, Flames, Canucks, Ooh. and Kraken. Talk about a Oilers-Leafs spicy showdown. I know. I know. I'm looking forward to that. The 9 p.m. I mean, the, the Oilers got bumped down a slot after the Jets just shot oh, right yeah. to the top. Oh, yeah. Eh? Well, dude, every other team in the league. I, I can't really... wait till they go on that Canadian trip. All, well, it's not now the Kraken's there, so not yeah. all Canadian. And I can't wait till we get on here 
and piss off F- every, every single, single Canadian fan base. I know, I know. There is. They're all, they're upset. Like Mark Shifley, you guys want to be mad at somebody? Get mad at Mark Shifley. He can he confirmed what we Leaf fans all know. Yeah. You're obsessed with us. Yeah. You're obsessed with them. And if we're such losers and we suck yeah. and we're a joke, then like why does it matter that much? You care more about the Toronto Maple Leafs than we do. Isn't it amazing how a team that's just had zero success is just still like the most they're like the Yankees without they are. the titles? They're 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 the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Like the Dallas Cowboys, you either love the Dallas Cowboys or you hate them. Yeah. They're the they're the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I don't know if that's the best comparison. I can't wait to all the Winnipeg Jet fans Jets, hop yeah, on uh, our YouTube oh, and yeah. just write all these comments. Well, we, well we just see it today. Losers. We see it today on, on Twitter. You Leaf fans need to calm down. It's like, no, 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 no. Your your franchise is greasy. Yeah. You got a bunch of little greasy. You guys are losers too. Yes. Yes. So get out of here. Shut up. Anyways, I can't uh I can't think of a better uh way to end this episode. Um Happy Neil Pionk Day. Happy Neil Pionk Day. Well, we're waiting to see what happens with Jason Spezza. I was hoping we'd have some news on that, but apparently the hearing is go to New York and o'clock. drop the gloves with Peros. Well, George Peros was the, the one of George Peros's last moments as an NHL hockey player was on the receiving end of Colt Nor. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. I, yeah. I shouldn't. We should. Wait, he's there's like no consistency. No, no, it's garbage. Yeah. Crap. It's yeah. Crap. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Thanks so much for checking us out. If you like what you see, head to our Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.